0: The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The January 4th, 2023 edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of January 4th, 2023 With retirement on the horizon, Auditor Mylene Henley shares her insights, welcomes replacement. Islanders brace through second countywide outage on Christmas Eve. Remembering Ken Balcom. Plus choice excerpts from the sheriff's log. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands. With retirement on the horizon, Auditor Mylene Henley shares her insights. Welcome's Replacement by Kelly Balcom-Bartok After sixteen years of public service as San Juan County's Auditor, Mylene Henley sat down with the Journal to discuss her experiences, insights, and accomplishments during her tenure. Henley is retiring at the end of her fourth four-year term to travel, spend more time with her grandchildren, purge her house of unwanted or unnecessary items, perhaps join some boards to do volunteer work, and basically have the time to choose what I want to do. The primary job of an auditor is to prepare and examine financial statements and documents to make sure that organizations are adhering to tax laws, accounting regulations, and internal controls designed to make sure all fiduciary decisions are being carried out in a responsible manner. Auditors, public or private, internal, external, or independent, need to keep pace with increasingly complex legal structures designed to maintain oversight of a rapidly evolving financial landscape. The county auditor is an elected nonpartisan position. Primary responsibilities of the auditor's office include financial responsibilities, Financial reporting for the county, assisting the county administrator with budget preparation and monitoring, paying county bills, county payroll, fixed asset tracking, grant accounting, and reporting centralized purchasing for the county, except public works. The auditor also supervises elections, administers all federal, state, and local elections, serves as chair of the county canvassing board, registers voters, and maintains voter records as well as the official voter list. The office also records deeds and other legal instruments, licenses vehicles and vessels, issues marriage licenses, and issues dog licenses for both the town and county. The job is more than just numbers. It is multifaceted and detail-oriented, something Henley took on well. She did a terrific job watching the taxpayers' dollars, San Juan County Assessor John Colseth said at Henley's retirement party December 29th. I never worried about any schemes, and I always trusted in her administration. According to newly elected auditor Natasha Warmeroven, I'm looking forward to continuing her legacy. I've been very proud and honored to work with her and for her. Currently, the county is changing over our financial management software, which Mylene got that started off, but it's been a little delayed because of lovely COVID. But my goal is to just continue that smooth transition. So we're working on financials right now, then right on the payroll, and then asset management. I just hope that retirement brings her as much joy as work, adds Wormenhoven, which I know it will. I've learned that there is no perfect time to leave, Henley said. There will always be unfinished projects, and there will always be more that I'd like to do. I'm leaving at a good time because I think Natasha will be a great successor, and the staff we have is great. And, yeah, we're—the county—in a good position. When asked what her proudest moments and highest accomplishments were during her time in office, Henley offered two ideas. First of all, the reserve policy— The county never had a reserve policy before 2009, and I encouraged the council to adopt one in the wake of the Great Recession. Everybody said that the middle of a recession is no time to adopt the reserve policy, and I said it's the best time. So they adopted it, and we've been faithfully contributing to it for a rainy day fund ever since, she said. And the other thing I would say is that some of my proudest accomplishments are the smallest ones, like communicating regularly with the citizenry, like trying to speed up vendor payments, like bringing some great stuff into the county. When asked about her perspective on what's ahead for San Juan County in the years to come, Henley was quick to respond with a sobering message. Well, given the normal pattern of economic cycles, I expect another recession. I don't think it will be as bad as 2007-2008, but there will be some corrections to the crazy growth that we have experienced in the last couple of years. I think we are well positioned for it. The county government is well positioned for it, she said. We'll still have the challenges that we have now, as far as the everyday worker, which is... How can I afford to live here? And that is the greatest challenge facing the county as a whole. You cannot control market pricing of existing housing. So the only thing you can do is create more housing that is intentionally affordable. We are in a better position than any other county in the state because of the home fund funded by our unique real estate excise tax that supports affordable housing. Henley believes that there are some good housing projects underway in the San Juans. We just need to continue to be careful to vet those projects to make sure that they will meet the objective. I think that the leadership and affordable housing and the county, notably Mark Tompkins and Ryan Page, are doing a great job. When asked if she has any advice for her successor, Auditor-elect Natasha Warmanoven, Henley responded, she has my cell number. From the island's sounder, Islanders brace through second county-wide outage on Christmas Eve. At 8.30 a.m. on Saturday, December 24th, all of San Juan County lost power again after experiencing a county-wide outage only the day before. An Opalco engineer happened to be driving through Anacortes and saw a flash as equipment failed on the transmission feed that serves San Juan County. He stopped to document and report the damage to the equipment and was able to get a video of the equipment failing from a neighbor, shared on Opalco's Facebook page. This was the same power pole where equipment caused failure on the previous power outage on December 22nd to 23rd. By 2.40 p.m., Puget Sound Energy had completed the repairs on the transmission line. They replaced two jumpers and an insulator, in addition to the jumper they replaced on 12.23. By 5.30 p.m. Christmas Eve, all in San Juan County had their power fully restored. Where do you go for outage information? Opalco has noticed misinformation being spread about the cause of the recent outages. Please get your information directly from Opalco, as other sources can provide misleading or inaccurate information. Opalco provides regular updates on its website, www opalco.com slash outages, on the phone system 360-376- 3500, and on Facebook and Twitter social media channels. Members can even sign up for notifications on their location through SmartHub. The cause of an outage is difficult to communicate while the crews are in the field making repairs under extremely challenging conditions. Opalco is still investigating all the issues related to the outages that occurred last week, and since the equipment was on transmission lines operated by PSE, Opalco will need to get the information from them. As a note, the mainland is recovering from the most recent storm, and more than 170,000 meters have been restored by PSE over the last couple days. Opelco maintains strict protocols following an outage to document and follow up on any further maintenance needed on the system. As the recent county-wide outages demonstrated, Opalco's transmission system is dependent on mainland facilities owned and operated by PSE and Bonneville Power Administration, BPA, and working with this system, Opalco maintains a reliability rating of 99.87% from 2021. When outages occur, Opalco works closely with PSE and BPA to get the system back up and running. However, during a major storm event like we experienced last week, PSE had hundreds of thousands of customers out of power, and it took longer than expected to get our lines repaired. Opalco would like to have a redundant transmission line for emergency disruptions and have investigated a new overhead transmission line through Anacortes, as well as a new submarine cable to the mainland. Both projects would cost in the hundreds of millions and require the acquisition of easements and land in the developed residential areas. As a small non-profit co-op, Opalco is seeking grants for major projects such as these to protect ratepayer affordability. Opalco appreciates members' patience during these difficult times. Opalco is incredibly grateful to our talented line crew and their commitment to keeping our lights on. The team also appreciated all the emails and notes of gratitude that came pouring in even as people were still waiting for their power to return. From the Island's Weekly, Remembering Ken Balcom by Howard Garrett Ken Balcom, the Center for Whale Research's founder, respected orca researcher, and my beloved brother, passed on December 15, 2022. Ken and I shared a fascination and passion for whales, leading us to lifelong careers in the field. As a result, we were fortunate to spend considerable time together during our adult lives. The past few months have been very tough, witnessing the end of a very significant life. At the same time, being by his side are moments that I will always cherish. Ken and I spent endless hours talking, laughing, and reminiscing. We also strategized and talked a lot about the future. Ken started his Orca Population Census, Orca Survey, in 1976, 46 years ago. During these past five decades, he and his Center for Whale Research team made numerous discoveries that changed how we view orcas and our understanding of these magnificent creatures. It is with great pride to share that Orca Survey is the longest continuous study of any marine mammal on Earth. My brother was a true trailblazer, yet Ken quickly reminded me that he had worked alongside many skilled and dedicated people during his orca research lifetime. He repeatedly emphasized his Center for Whale Research team, expressing his admiration and confidence in their ability to carry the organization's research, education, conservation, and advocacy initiatives in the years ahead. Ken's wish, stated many times, was for his life's work to continue for over 100 years, greater than the lifetime of a single southern resident killer whale and greater than the lifetime of one researcher. The Center for Whale Research's board of directors and staff made a promise to him to fulfill his wish. Ken's hand-picked, experienced, and committed team will carry Ken's vision forward and lead the Center for Whale Research's essential work into the future. We hope that you will continue to support Ken's and our vision. He recognized the critical role that you, our financial supporters, play for the Center for Whale Research to achieve its current and long-term goals for the benefit of the southern resident orcas. December is a time of year when we celebrate with family, friends, and colleagues. We will do likewise while also grieving the loss of an irreplaceable human being. We will celebrate Kenneth C. Balcom III, a man who gave all he had. He made the world aware of the southern resident orcas, who they were, their struggles, when they needed our help, why we shouldn't give up on them, and what they need to survive. He stood up for and spoke out even when his message was unpopular. We celebrate Ken's achievements, his legacy, and promise to continue his work. And now, choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On December 21st, an Orcas Island deputy responded to the area of Orcas Road and Cove Road for a solo vehicle traffic accident. An investigation was conducted and the driver of the vehicle was arrested for driving under the influence. On December 22nd, an Orcas Island deputy responded to the Doe Bay Resort for an allegation of an assault between employees. All parties were contacted and an investigation was conducted. It was determined no crime was committed and the assault allegation was unfounded. Well, so much for their peaceful resort atmosphere. On December 23rd, a San Juan deputy took a report of a possible threat. It was made via email and appeared to be a scam and not a credible threat. The email was added to the case file and a report was generated. A San Juan deputy stopped a driver for expired tabs. The driver advised they, quote, had better things to do than renew them. Their insurance was expired. They demanded a ticket rather than sit here dealing with you. They received a ticket for expired insurance and a warning for expired registration. On December 27th, a deputy on San Juan Island responded, twice, to a report of a citizen assist. This was an ongoing neighbor dispute about off-leash dogs and property line versus public roadway use. Both parties were advised about civil remedies. And this concludes the Island Digest for January 4, 2023. This edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. Orcas Center is your place for fun and intrigue this winter, with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcascenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next week for more news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers wishing you a Happy New Year.